This is the Sexual Alchemy Podcast for men who want to discover and embrace profound confidence, intimacy, pleasure, and connection. I'm Rebecca Lowry, and I invite you to explore who you really are as a confident, sexual, and sensual man. Whether you're dealing with specific sexual issues or you just know there's more to it than you've experienced so far, this is a safe space for you to learn, grow, and expand your erotic potential and possibilities. Hello, and welcome to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast. Today, I want to talk about sex, pleasure, intimacy, and disability. And I'm going to let you decide if the word disability applies to you or your lovers or loved ones. I use the term as a wide range and you get to choose if it applies to you or not. Before I dive into that, I want to give you a little bit of my background that you might not be aware of that gives me some credibility in talking about sex and intimacy and disability. So when I was at university many, many, many years ago, uh, I studied something called human services. And at the time, it was a lot of psychology, sociology, philosophy, human growth and development, anything and everything to do with humans and who we are and how we grow and how we live together and how we communicate and how we develop all kinds of really interesting things. And at the time, it didn't really lend itself to any specific career. I would have had to maybe go back and do a master's degree or something, but it was all about people. And as soon as I graduated from university, I moved to the UK. And after a few years of you know, travel and being waitress and, and that kind of thing, I went into care work and I worked a variety of different jobs with mostly with people, uh, adults with learning difficulties or adults with disabilities who needed some kind of care help. And I worked for a time going to people's homes doing this work. And then I worked in day centers eventually working in a day center in North London until until I got pregnant, I think. Is that right? I can't remember. Anyway, um, so I worked with people with disability for a very long time. That's right. And then I got pregnant, took a couple of years off to be a mom. And then I trained in massage and a wide variety over the years of, of bodywork techniques and modalities and energy healing modalities. And after gosh, maybe another 10 or 15 years of that was when I came to the sexuality work. And when I started exploring the sexuality work, I was working as a massage therapist and energy healer at a charity for people with disabilities. And the charity offered complimentary therapies to anyone with any kind of disability, to their families and carers and NHS staff. I worked there for nine years as a therapist. It was awesome. It's an amazing charity. I left for a couple of years and then I went back as a trustee and I'm still a trustee there to this day. It's an awesome charity. It's based in Stanmore in North London, but they also, since the pandemic now, offer things online. I'll put a link to them in the show notes if you want to check them out. They're really awesome. And so I've seen and worked with people with disabilities of all kinds for many, many years. And then, of course, I came into the sexuality work and in the course of the 15 years that I've been doing the sexuality work, I've worked with many people who have disabilities who wanted to work on something in the sexual arena. 
So the first time that I remember that happening was a chap who got in touch and told me that he was paralyzed from the chest down, that he couldn't feel anything at all from the chest down, but that he wanted to re-engage, reconnect with his sexual self and with pleasure in his body. And I was sure we could because I knew some things by then about expanding your ideas of what sex and sexuality is and about rerouting neural pathways in the system and breath work and all sorts of things. So I told him I didn't know what would happen, but we'd give it a go. So we worked together. My memory is that we maybe did three or four sessions together. I was working slightly differently than than I am now. And I am really pleased to report that we were able to help him, A, reconnect with sensual pleasure, and B, to create various kinds of orgasmic pleasure. And we did that by very lovingly and slowly tracking what he could feel. And like I say, all of this was from the chest up on his shoulders, his back, his arms, hands, elbows, inner elbows, throat and neck and his face and his scalp, very slowly and lovingly tracking where we could find pleasure, where we could bring his full attention and awareness to and build on that and create arousal and create erotic pleasure and for him to feel his sexual energy again. He couldn't feel it in his body from his chest down, but he could feel it where he could feel it. And it was the first time he'd felt it since becoming paralyzed. He was blown away. And there's some practices that you can learn to create any kind of orgasm anywhere in your body. And so we worked with that energy and I gave him lots of practices and tools and he went on to have a pleasurable sex life. It was different than you might imagine. It wasn't focused on penises and penetration. But as I say, all the time, any sex life that is focused solely on penises and penetration is missing out on huge amounts of possibility. So he was able to discover that and explore that and go and explore that with his lovers. Another chap I worked with, this was sometime later, he had had a prostate operation and hadn't had an erection since the operation. I think it had been seven or eight years. And he was curious to see if I could help him get his erection back. And up to this point, I had a 100% success rate at getting erections back. He told me that the doctors who did the prostate operation on him had told him that they had, I don't want to put words in his mouth, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they'd snipped something that meant, like a nerve, that meant that he wasn't going to be able to get erections again. We worked with trying to regenerate that and were able to get him a little bit of something, a little bit of arousal into his penis area, but not a full erection. However, we were able to help him reconnect with his sexual energy, with sexual pleasure, with sensuality and touch, and to create orgasms. These weren't ejaculatory orgasms, but they were orgasms. And ejaculation and orgasm happen separately. They're two separate events. And so he was able to learn how to orgasm, how to move sexual energy around his body, and how to explore a much wider playing field or arena of sexual pleasure and giving and receiving pleasure and even orgasm, even though we couldn't get his erection back. 
that was really joyful for me. I still remember it like it was yesterday. It was really beautiful. I worked with another chap more recently who had had a stroke maybe, I can't remember, I want to say maybe 10 years previous, something like that. And he also hadn't had an erection in those 10 years and was experiencing several different things at once in his body that meant that he and his wife hadn't explored sexual pleasure together for some time. And we worked together over time and were able to expand his ideas and possibilities of how he and his wife could reconnect intimately and sensually and start to bring that side back. Here's the thing, whatever is going on with your body, whatever body parts are working how you want them to or not, sexuality and sexual expression is much more than penetration and a linear journey of, you know, warm up, friction, somebody orgasming and penetration. That's all great stuff, but whether you're disabled or not, it's just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it's just one of many, 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 many possibilities. And you can learn so many things about your body, how to move sensual energy and sexual energy around, how to use intention and breath, sound and movement to create all kinds of orgasms and pleasure. The other thing is to consider all the different reasons that you want to have sex. And sometimes it's for connection with your partner, for intimacy, for healing, for fun, for pleasure. You know, there's lots and lots of reasons. And so if you look at all those reasons and look, well, how can we explore all those things sensually and erotically and with each other or with myself, then your world opens up, your possibilities open up, whether you're disabled or not. I also wanted to talk a bit about people who are experiencing chronic pain. It can be really difficult, I think, to focus on pleasure in your body when your body has become a place of pain and unpleasantness, especially if you've been through a lot of medical procedures or you've had a lot of doctors or therapists or practitioners poking at your body. Your body maybe hasn't felt like your own and you've had a lot of unpleasant experiences with your body. How do you come back to pleasure with your body? How do you come back to owning it and deciding what you do with it and how you're going to experience something other than the chronic pain or the things that happen to you? Now, there's not one size fits all answer to that, but a portion of that would be learning ways to release and let go and clear any trauma or leftover energy bruises and and such that might be affecting you. And then to say, well, what can we do? Like if you're in chronic pain, sometimes creating pleasure or raising erotic energy can be healing and soothing. You know, your sexual energy is life force energy. And with the right focus and intention, you can use it as a healing balm. You can use it as pain relief, sometimes with orgasm and sometimes just with sexual energy and where you move it to in your body it can be deeply healing and relieve pain. Sometimes you can use elements of kink or BDSM to change or transform your experiences of pain. For example, 
I've worked with some men who had chronic pain issues who wanted to explore, for example, impact play. Impact play is where one person might create impact on another's body. So it could be spanking, it could be flogging, it could be that that kind of thing where you're creating impact on the body. It doesn't have to be really hard. It can be quite light, but something that creates an impact. And there's ways to use impact to get your body's own chemistry set, because you know your body's a whole chemistry set, to create endorphins that help with the pain. And you can do it intentionally, create endorphins, and that can give you some pain relief for an amount of time. If you or your partner or your lovers have a disability and one or both of you have given up on sexuality, sexual expression, pleasure, that sort of thing, I would urge you gently to open your possibilities, open your mind to what might be possible. What could you create? What could you explore? Where might there be some pleasure? Where might you find pleasure in your body? How might you connect with your own sexual self, with your own erotic energy, your own orgasmic energy, with intimacy with yourself? And how might you do that with a partner? If you're not sure, let me give you a few ways. So you can use your intention and breath to move energy between you. And you can raise erotic energy. You can switch energy on in lots of ways. There's lots of ways in my book, which will be linked in the show notes. Switch your sexual energy on by thinking it on or by squeezing your PC muscles or moving your hips just a little bit if you can or taking your breath to your genitals or lots of other ways. Once you feel that energy on, use your intention and your breath to draw that energy to different parts of your body and just see what it feels like there. Use it to, you can send it with your out breath over to your partner, consensually, of course, and have them send it back to you. You draw it in with your in breath and send it over to them with your out breath. It takes practice, sure, like anything new, but even the practicing of it can create a new intimacy, some fun, something new and erotic to try with each other. Find new ways to be with your own body and with each other's bodies that work for you. There will be something. There's so many ways to connect with each other, to connect with each other's bodies, to connect with your own body, to expand pleasure. Let go of what you have been taught that sex is or what you think sex is or what you think erotic connection is and see, well, what can I do with what I've got? So as I said before, whether you or your partner or lovers are dealing with disability, there is some way to connect back to pleasure, to connect back to your erotic energy, to share that with another. You just have to get curious about what's possible, remain open and kind of go in with like a childlike innocence to exploring. Well, What happens if I do this and what happens if I try that and what is possible for me in this moment? If you're willing to go in with an open mind and expand your ideas of what's possible, I feel almost certain you will find some way that works for you to reconnect to your sexual self. As always, if you want some help with that, if you want some help to open up your options and explore new possibilities, 
you know where I am. My contact details will be in the show notes. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for listening to the Sexual Alchemy Podcast with Rebecca Lowry. If this podcast has aroused your curiosity and you'd like to take things further, you can get a copy of my free video training, Reclaiming Your Intuitive, Confident, Sensual Self. The link is in the show notes below, wherever you are listening.